Welcome back to Last Night Recap, the show that takes hashtag AppleEDU chat and recaps them in a serious but not way. I'm your host, Martin Coots, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Matthew Pullen. Hey, Matt. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, my friend? I'm very good, yeah. Uh, it's been a it's been a lovely uh, couple of days uh, weather-wise here, which has been nice. So, you know, mixing the work and the home learning and the trying to get out and get some fresh air. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's all good. Yeah, Ex- busy, but, but good. Excellent. And uh, you've got your son joining you as an author now. So I suppose instead of it being Jingles with Matt, it's going to be Max's books. Um, so so you want to have your son make a book for you. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about what uh, Max has been doing. So um, he got, got kind of interested in, I was doing some work for something else and I was on Apple Teacher Learning Centre and he came in and he was, you know, wondering what was on the screen and asking me about that. And I said, oh, it's, you know, Apple Teacher and he knows what that is because we, we've talked about it before. And then, I don't know, he just asked me kind of what I was using it for. And I, I said, and he said, oh, the teachers use it for boring things. Um, and it kind of came into this conversation of, well, all right, what would you use it for? And he said, well, can I do the test? And I said, well, I, I, you can do it if you want, but um, what, I want to know what you would use it for. So that became the kind of challenge at the first was, actually, could we just use this? Could we use Apple Teacher as a bit of a guide to, to get him to do a project? Um, so that that was what it was. Like, what would you do with these things? And and then he said, could he put it in a book? Because he knows I do books. Um, and you know what? We just spent like four or five hours just sitting in the front room and he'd, he'd look at the skill and then he'd say, oh, well, I wouldn't do the teacher thing. Um, I'd do this with it. Um, and then when he asked about the other things, he got excited about potentially becoming an Apple teacher. So he, I said, well, there's five other badges you'd have to do first. And each of each of the ones since then have been a project. So he's done numbers, pages and Keynote. Okay. Um, Keynote. I can't remember what he made in Keynote, actually. Um, oh, he did a presentation about his, his Harry Potter Lego. Okay. Uh, pages. He'd watched something about Cleopatra and hieroglyphics and stuff in Egypt as part of a, another home learning activity he'd done from school. So he did a whole pages book, um, but but made a book about how he made a book, which is a bit weird. Um, and then the numbers one, I thought, well, this is going to be this is going to be a trick. Like, how are we going to do a numbers project? Because he's eleven and it's a spreadsheet, right? Mm. So how is he going to interpret that? And I didn't want to give him any ideas. And the activity in, in Apple Teacher is about food, yeah. right? So um, so he said, oh, I could cook and I could turn it into like a recipe list and a shopping list and I could keep track of everything and then I could share it with, with nanny and, and grandma and stuff and they could make the food as well. So it became this little project that he was in the kitchen cooking with Laura and he made notes and then he put it into a spreadsheet and then we put the book together of how he did that as a learner. Um, so that's where we're up to. He's done four books, four badges. He's got... Uh, iMovie and Garage Band's going, and we're going to do a special book on clips. Even though it's not an Apple teacher, obviously he loves clips. So mm-hmm. he said, Can we do a seventh book on that? So, yeah, it's been keeping us busy. It's kind of learning, but not learning. You know, it's not school learning, it's just a bit of fun. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, excellent stuff. That's, uh, we'll put a link to those in the, in the show notes. Yeah, he's definitely, awesome. he's definitely been sort of following your footsteps, churning out books. Um, it's been, it's been really cool to see. Excellent. Yeah. Um, also joining us is uh, Mr. Johan Anderson. I think he's maybe got some ice cream, but he's maybe going to fall asleep in it soon. <laughs> hey, Johan. Hello, mate. How are you doing? How are you? I'm good. How are you, my friend? Yeah, we're doing good. Um, been working a lot. Um, 
a lot of stuff going on here in Stockholm. Um, you know, um, being able to go out um, every evening for a run is really mm -hmm. helpful. Good. Uh, just to sort out all the thoughts and, and things that we do. And definitely uh, ice cream is on my mind. And tonight, oh, it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. And tonight is going to be um, uh, like a recommendation night, uh, how to choose your colors when you uh, choose your toppings. So I'm looking forward to that. Ah, that's a good way to do it. And are you still remote working? Are you still managing everybody remotely? Or are you doing things uh, over face-to-face? -face? How, how's that all going? No, still remote. Seven weeks now. So uh, it's getting there. Uh, <laughs> and we're, we're still, you know, working a lot with uh, doing stuff for all the platforms that we have, which yeah. is really exciting. Uh, still working. Not a lot of downtown. I know this is boring stuff, but it's really important for all the schools. Absolutely. That... Absolutely. If, so, the, um, so... if it's not underpinned, if it's not there, then it's, uh, it, it falls down for everybody. So you're definitely, um, you're definitely doing good work when it comes to everybody making sure that they can stay in touch with their pupils and allocate some of the work and all of that type of thing. So that's excellent to hear. Yeah, it was really, it's really fun. We have this analytical tool uh, where we can see all the, different kind of uh, stuff that we have in the platform okay just just a week before everyone uh it's just started we can see a charge in the use of all the functions within the platforms it's it's really weird because it's, it goes like four or five times uh, I, I was going to ask what's the what's the kind of rate of increase that you've seen over the past few weeks as it's but you're seeing about a 500 percent increase would that be about right yeah in, yes. in functions use okay. i would say uh but in within the platform you it's going like uh, maybe users uh that are in the platform is maybe doubled or tripled whoa yeah, That's... so it's uh, we can really see that you use it now. Yeah, uh, we, which we all said should have been done before. That's it. It's <laughs> it's it's kind of but... I suppose we're 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 getting to the stage now where we're not really talking about people who are showing up late to the party. We're just kind of glad that they got here at all, isn't uh, it? It's, yeah. it's that kind of way that yes, they've turned up. They might have been a little late, but you know what? They're beginning to see what the fuss is about. Yeah, excellent. So that's cool. Good, good. Well, like I say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep working as hard as you are. Um, yes, mate. And just, you know, keep thinking about ice cream. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> now, we don't need to take a, any wild guesses with where he is, but I thought we could maybe introduce a new segment uh, based on an Instagram post that I saw today that he featured in. And instead of where's Kurt, it's going to be what's Kurt wearing? Because we know we know that Kurt, out of the four of us, is the snappiest dresser, okay? We know that, that he has the best sense of style. I mean, I'm... Matt and I, uh, I'm blessing. Matt, you and I are similar style. I think my and... shoes are turning red. That's how hard I'm, I'm blushing. <laughs> right. So, Matt, I'm going to come to you first. You know, you know, Kurt. Picture Kurt in your mind. Picture and have a think. What do you... <laughs> we always do. <laughs> we always do. Yeah. But, but let's uh, me... let's not go to topics after this one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think Kurt's ensemble is this week? 
Oh, I think he's got like a linen type shirt on with a with a. Uh, I think it's going to be buttoned up all the way to the top, though. Um, I think he's got um, colourful glasses, so he's not got like black rims or anything. I think there's a colour to it. What do you um, think, shape wise? Because we know he likes a we know he likes a a, <laughs> a, a a different shape to his glasses. What do you think he's got this week? I think they're squared. Okay, squared shape, definitely. Bold. Um, That's a bold and, choice, and like a, a nice a nice pair of of smart trousers. I think. Okay. Yeah, and I think he's probably wearing shoes, right? I, I think. Yeah, Kurt yeah, we know Kurt is out. to have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we know Kurt gets done up for it. So, I would yeah. say orange checkered jumper over the. Oh, okay. Oh, you are going extreme, you. Yeah. That is... okay. <laughs> he's been looking in my 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 Amazon card. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to buy Kurt some outfits, you can go to Amazon.com forward slash Meester Kurt. <laughs> Keep Kurt safe. No, yeah, it's a, it's a jumpsuit made out of mouth masks. Whoa! Ooh. Love it. Okay. So the reason I'm asking this, Kurt, and you know, we're, made, we're having, I've seen the picture. We're having a wee bit of fun, but tell us about this hashtag Formal Friday that that you and Christine are, are doing. What's what's this all about? So very early uh, on, when this uh, when this all started and people uh, were home, um, we were struggling with trying to get out of our sweatpants and our like comfortable clothing, um, and then uh, at Jimmy Kimmel Live introduced Formal Fridays. Um, and formal Friday is the Friday where you dress up um, and there's people who've gone back to dressing up uh, like they were at their weddings. Um, okay. Or just any Easter best, uh, almost like dress up. Uh, we, we have an expression over here that says deck to the nines. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, that's what we do on Fridays. And then um, on Fridays, we also support our local community and, um, we will um, order takeout. So, uh, well, it gets delivered, but um, we, we support a local um, restaurant who's still trying to do some business. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of our way of coping with all this. That's, that's awesome. I, I, I like, I, I just, I, I saw the notion, I saw it on, uh, on Instagram and I thought, you know what, you, <laughs> you and Christine are always kind of snazzily dressed. And it is that, that way where, I don't think I've been out of shorts and t-shirt in about. I I I think it was almost Christmas, <laughs> the, the last time I was smartly dressed. I I have been living in sweats for, and it's been awesome. You know, it's it, it is that kind of. I think when I go back to work, I schools might have to get used to me going in in shorts and t-shirt for a while and being that guy. Um, it's a, a smart wear. A yeah, smart streetwear. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to have to get. And I, yeah. I know there's a there's a company called Mac Weldon who are who are quite popular in the US. Um, mm-hmm. So I get my family to to bring me some over when they when they were getting a chance to go over. And I wear a lot of Mac Weldon stuff, but it's very very comfortable and it's it's quite smart as well. Um, so it's it's that way where I've been wearing a lot of Mac Weldon because I've been comfortable, but yet slight not as smart as you. I mean that is that is a that's quite a, a quite a nice tie you've got there. What is that a kind of burgundy tie? Uh, yeah, it's got a little. Yeah. It's got red in it because my glasses are red and my shoes yeah. are red today. Are your glasses so, uh, love hearts or circles? They're circles and they're not circles. squares. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Martin, yeah, nice. I always thought yeah. you wore yeah. a kilt. 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm if, I, if I was to dress up I'm in my, devastated. if I was to dress, if I was to dress up in my wedding wear, um, it would Damn be a problem, kilt. Yeah. yeah, it would be, it would be a kilt there. I, I am, I'm, I'm one of these people. A lot of people for their twenty first in Scotland get a kilt as their twenty first birthday oh, present as okay. a as a big mark. But I never did. So I never did that. Um, I I sort of started wearing the kilt when I was. I think the first time I wore it was eleven, okay. um, but I—I I mean, I—I—I I, I am an atypical Scot. I love getting done in the kilt, um, whether it's weddings or you know Thursday. I like wearing a—I like wearing a kilt. It is—it is quite—it's—it's it's quite nice to see. I think. Um, is it something you can wear on and like any day of the week, or is, we have... does it have to be more of a? festivity around it there are two main times you will see someone wearing a kilt one is when they're going to either their wedding or a family member's wedding Mm -hmm. the second time is uh, when the rugby's on Um, so people will will get dressed and they won't get dressed in the full kilt they won't get get dressed with the ski and do or the the sporran or anything like that they will Put on a kilt, but with the Scotland rugby shirt and then a pair of trousers. Okay. That is quite a, a common, a common way to, to to go to the to the rugby. And can it be any any kind of kilt? Meaning, mm. like, or is it clan related still? N- not really. It depends. A lot of people do wear their their house tartan. So my house tartan is one called Farkerson. But um, to be honest, it, the colours look like vomit um, <laughs> when they're all put together. And I can say that quite honestly because, you know, I, I was uh, considering wearing uh, Farkerson for, for my wedding uh, for, for when Jennifer and I got married. But, um, yeah, when she saw the colour, it, it was a firm no. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's with fair. Um, I quite like wearing, um, it's called Pride of Scotland. It's got a, a bit of uh, purple through it, but most people wear a colour that they suit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I I have started to wear a, a kind of deeper a deeper green one. It's kind of called winter green. Oh, nice! Um, and I put that one on uh, for a couple of weddings last year. But I went to my cousin's wedding in May, and uh, I posted the picture. It was a picture of me and my mum on uh, Instagram, and Kuhn, uh, a, a sort of a, a colleague of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, commented saying his son saw the picture and said, "Is he a giant?" Which I had to laugh at because you three, you three know that that I am I am vertically challenged. Um, I think it's probably the best way to put it. I'm it's a Hagrid of the North. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. No, I am a I am a small, stocky Scottishman. I am I, I am barely hitting five foot seven, um, but it's just my mum is barely hitting five foot. Uh. So when I stand next to my mum, I actually tower above her. Um, so because my mum is so short, my dad was short as well. So it's and the kids are short. Jen is short. So you know we're not going to have tall children either. But yeah, it, it, there is something quite empowering about wearing the kilt. Cool, nice. So that was a nice little uh, introduction to the to the show. A little bit of a catch up. We haven't had a chance to to speak because it's been Easter break. The Americas kept their Apple EDU chat going, but yeah. Mia, we just felt it was maybe time just to take the, the foot off the gas a little bit and just kind oh, of yeah. and just kind of relax a wee bit. So we're not going to recap the America chats from the seventeenth uh, from the seventh and the fourteenth, but we do have the wakelets for those in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but Kurt yeah. Could I could I since we were on the on the UK and Scotland uh theme. Yeah. Um, 
I promised in the last show that I would do two uh, new sections. Um, I will introduce them. Okay. And then by next week or next time, um, I want to see if you can have the answers. Is that okay? Uh, yes, always. So the first one is the secret location of the week. Yeah. And um, this is the location you need to find. It's find a Stonehenge not made of stone. Okay. Okay. It, it's an existing thing. That you can find in the world. Okay. Okay. So find find the stone end. The find stone hinge. Yeah. Not made of stone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And for the next one, I recorded a sound um, that I'm gonna send to you guys too, so you can include it in the in the show notes um, yeah. or like in this conversation. So I'm looking at Derek. Derek is coming. So I'm gonna see if I can play it now. Um, and you can like re-listen to it later. Uh, let's okay. See, here we go. Heard that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we've it's, got. It's a snippet. It's a snippet out of a out of a long uh, sound. And if we can't find it by next week, I'll make the recording a little longer. Um, and let's see if we can find it. Sure. Nice. Nice. Good. I like. I like that. That's. Uh, Oh yeah, you get to make two new graphics. What's the sound and uh, secret location? Nice. Yep. You All know, right. you guys know me in graphics. I love making new graphics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on All that, a right. uh, couple of new parts. Kurt. I like the I like the the way you just kind of went with it and just kind of took the bull by the horns there. Yeah. Nice. I promise. Nice. It. So, and now to tie back onto the recap. Yeah, um, go for it. Tell us yeah, what's coming up. Coming up. Uh, and, and that was on the, on Tuesday, April 21st. Imea, you guys talked about creativity during remote learning and uh, hosted by Bronwyn Desjardins and Sari Lanto. Um, the America's Chat was hosted by Jody Denheimer and Sarah Malcho, and they were talking about school culture during remote learning. And then our friends at Asia Pacific, that were Davy Neal and Catherine Hansen, talked about enhancing connections and community with remote learning. So that's coming up. And from that came an essential question. And Martin, I think you are the guy to introduce that. Yeah, perfect. Uh, thank you, Kurt. So yeah, just looking at those three chats, uh, the thing that was coming out to me, um, certainly during the, the EMEA chat and looking at the topics for the APAC in Americas, was how do we maintain a feeling of school culture during remote learning? We're kind of, in a lot of places, we're going into... Certainly across EMEA, we're maybe going into about the sixth week, seventh week. Um, I think the US, you guys are closed, then you're open, then you're closed, then you're open. Then I, I think there's some places are, is it Georgia that started to reopen? Oh, yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, we're out of that. I state. was going to say, luckily, you're out of Atlanta. So um, that doesn't that doesn't matter. Yeah. But so the the feeling of culture is, is really sort of coming out quite a lot. And Johan, you're someone who... Is, is dealing a lot with municipalities and uh, not just in uh, not, not just in Sweden, but across, you're now going to be a bit international. So how do you think we start to maintain uh, a feeling that schools are part of this, this wider culture during remote learning? Oh, <laughs> that's a hard question, actually. Uh, <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, that uh, <clears throat> what we've seen, what schools has been doing, uh, because we only have, gymnasium here which is like year i would say 10 to 12 
has gone home. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else is still in school, which is uh, pretty different from the rest of Europe and, and the world. Um, but uh, to maintain culture, there are several schools that actually have a meeting uh, with all the students uh, or in small groups in the beginning and the end of uh, the working day which has mm-hmm. actually uh, been a lot appreciated. So they have like a breakfast uh, together uh, on remote just to not be able to start the lessons uh, if you have a remote lesson, for example, just to hang out, listen to everyone, what they're saying. And that can be in the classes or in smaller groups. And the same uh, in the afternoon, to have an afternoon tea, for example, which has been a very good way of keeping the culture uh, both within schools and actually in companies, you've seen uh, a lot of uh, adults as well that have uh, gone through this uh, uh, yeah, change, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the social aspect, aspect of everything is, is really good uh, to have as well. Uh, and I didn't uh, realize that schools were doing this uh, un- until I really did it with my son's school as well. Which was really cool. I, I like that. So uh, to keep the day framed in uh, in in a social mm-hmm. way. Um, so uh, you wait. And oh, you think? No, 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 no. I was just uh, I was just going to ask a wee bit of a follow up. Do you think the the kids are quite quite appreciative of that um, routine? That kind of you know, there's still a little bit of a. I'm still I'm still going to see my teachers, or I'm still going to have a little bit of a check in with them at this certain time. Have they responded well to that? Do you, do you think? Because I'm certainly noticing from from my point of view, certainly with my two at home, that the routine, the the community, the being able to actually feel like they're part of the school is something that they're they're mass missing massively. Definitely, it seems to be very important, and uh, especially the start and the end, because. Um, you need to usually kids like to go to school a bit before they start the day yeah. and that's what they give, uh, get here and also a lot of young kids uh, stay in school i don't know how it is uh, over the whole world but we have after school activities uh, and i guess most yep, of the yep, world we have do, that. Yeah. and uh, in a sense that becomes a sc- after school activity as well so so you meet up you see all your friends, and, and it's really important. And I, I, yeah, that's the summary that I feel is the most impact uh, that I've seen. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that I think that's a, a kind of a good way to do it because yes, you're 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 completely right. Some some kids will go to breakfast clubs where they'll be with their 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 group their group of friends before they actually go to school because mum or dad or whoever they stay with might have to go to work early and it's all about childcare and then after school activities as well. So there is that social aspect. So maintaining that even virtually is a, is a good way to do it. I like that. Um, I like that kind of approach. Matt, from a, from a teacher point of view, um, obviously one of the things that, that you rely on as a teacher, and we spoke about this when it came to community, one of the things you rely on is being able to bounce ideas off your colleagues, whether you're sitting in the staff room, whether you're going into the classroom next to you to speak to the, the colleague that you always speak to. 
how can teachers help maintain that feeling of, of their school culture rather than they're always checking in with the with the pupils, but what can they do from their own point of view to actually make it feel like they're doing a little bit to to be part of the wider school? Um, I yeah, I mean that's a, that's a tricky one. I mean, I can say what what we're doing as a staff team at university at the moment. Yeah. I think we we pretty much have an open like an open door, open teams policy at the uh-huh. moment. Um, if we we use WhatsApp at the moment as an informal chat group, uh, we use Teams as a formal chat space. We've we've kind of got different avenues and. And the reason we've done that is because we want the social aspect to still be there. We want the laughter, the, the silliness. But we also wanted to have a space where if you ha- are having an idea, because obviously, you know, things are happening as they normally would be. We're still planning for September. We've still got to mark assignments. We're still thinking about new course new and intake, what it's yeah. going to look like. Yeah, new intake. Obviously, planning for worst case scenario of, of possible you know, still closed in October when we have a new intake. So what does that look like? So we're, we're trying to kind of utilise that ad hoc conversation style by just letting people know that between certain hours we are available on Teams or, or whatever platform we're using at the time to just phone up and have a five minute, I've got an idea, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what that's what you need, right? Because if they just leave me to to decide what technology is going to look like on our new, oh sports, my god, yeah, yeah. thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but it's right, yeah. It, I mean that's that's my viewpoint, and yeah, uh, you know, my viewpoint is one viewpoint, and just because I've done it before doesn't mean I have all the right answers. And you'll know this as as um, you know professional learning support people yourselves just because i've been through it doesn't mean that if i just replicate what i've ever done it's going to work in a different institution there are different people there are different circumstances so you know they do occasionally just say oh matt well that's your kind of thing why don't you get on with it but i have to say it to them because i need to get their feedback on do you think this will actually work or what what are the perceived barriers because i might consider this to be an easy approach right but i might talk in the foreign language to to members of staff and if i don't check it with them it could all fall apart next year and yeah. it's all my fault and i don't want that bit so. <laughs> yeah i was i was talking to a, a a friend of ours the the other day who was saying that a member of staff emailed uh, asking how do they attach a folder as uh they were they were submitting evidence but how do they attach a folder into an email and you know for us we were kind of going well haven't they ever heard of zipping or compression have they but for that member of staff it was just it was absolutely it was a whole new world yeah but once you show that member of staff something like that that's a revelation for them that's them suddenly actually having a sense of accomplishment that they've learned something new and i think the danger that we've had uh, is that you know exactly as you're saying there matt our point of view in terms of what has worked and what we think works and what can work in the setting that we've currently been in doesn't always translate to someone doesn't get it as quickly as us yeah. you know someone someone and i think we always have to remember that there is that aspect to a lot of people right now is that they are very much and matt you and i have spoken about this as well about what we would call emergency online teaching yeah where people are just doing enough to firefight just now they're doing enough just it's all reactionary um, you have to keep that beginner's mindset absolutely and if, if can. you can can forget about 
where you were when you were all learning this and and, and the fear it takes or, or the courage it takes for someone to overcome the fear of even asking that question um, of, of attaching a folder because it might sound ridiculous but here I'm taking the risk and I'm, I'm trying to be vulnerable and we'll see what happens so it's a very determining moment I think in that person's confidence yeah. uh, There's that towards fear the use that of they... technology. That's it. And it's it's that way where they're asking the quote-unquote expert. They're asking the person who knows. But their fear is going to be, are they going to think I'm stupid for asking this? That, you know, how, exactly. how often have we heard, this is probably a stupid question, or can I ask you a stupid question? And there's no such thing, because it might be a simple question for us to answer, but for that person to actually take a step back and do a little bit of reflection to realise, you know what, I don't know this, but someone I know does know this and I'm sure they'll be able to talk me through this and they'll be able to, to sort of show me how to do it. The, the fear I have right now is some of the mistakes that we might be making as a profession. And I don't know how, how deep we can go into this, but what do you what mean do you with get? that? Well, Sorry. yeah. I, Let me so ask right an now, obvious question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I, Mark, can I jump in? Yeah, this I've, is, I've I was hoping sport. you would, because we've spoke, we have, yeah. yeah. I just think that there's, um, me and Martin did a, did a webinar about a week ago, and, and we were kind of having this discussion about, it, it's great that everyone's opened their eyes to what technology can do, um, but your worry is that after this happens, that doesn't mean you've had all the training necessary and you've explored all the avenues of what the best route is for your school. You, you might have come up with a solution which gets you through this, but but that doesn't mean that's the solution, right? And, and it was that there needs to still be a discussion post all of this mm-hmm. to look at what works, what doesn't work, you know, d- did... Did using that online platform actually benefit? It solved the problem, right? But but did it solve it for everyone? So is there an alternative? I think people are jumping to do things now, absolutely rightly so, to make sure they're connected to their learners. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think now is the time to make that whole decision to say this is the route we all continue on. Um, it's almost hold on to it lightly at the moment as a solution but also understand that it's one of many solutions and your longer term solution might be something else and i wouldn't want people to become ingrained in an approach and think that is the solution and and i'll go back to what martin said before that we were talking on our webinar about what is online learning or remote learning or blended learning or distance learning um because all of those things are separate entities because online learning is not new. That's happened for decades, right? People have been doing online learning for decades. Home learning has taken place for decades. There are, there are children all over the world that are homeschooled regularly, not because there's coronavirus. That's just the choice that parents have made. And there are experts in those fields that, that could teach us an awful lot about their approaches. How do they make it work? What's the good length of day? How many breaks do you give? What is... And, and it's like we're almost trying to reinvent the solution to something that have probably, if you have time to look for it, been solved already. So that's, that's kind of my thoughts on it for what they're worth. Yeah, I, that, I was kind of 
that's exactly what I was hinting at was the fact that right now there are there are a, there's a lot of good work taking place, but there's yeah. also a lot of stuff that's just being thrown out there, um, and it's just being thrown out, and 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 I don't mean being thrown out as it's going out with the trash. I mean it's being thrown at the wall to see what sticks. There is there is nothing right now that is. No one's got it right. No one's got it perfect. And and we are constantly looking at the best approach to take and the best way to do it. You know, Johan, you're saying you've seen that, that you've had an increase in the amount of people who are using certain parts of the platform. Yeah. And it's, you know, the, the usage numbers, yes, are going up. Zoom is a great example of this. Yeah. Zoom went from, I think it was 10, 10 million, million users to 300 million. To 300 million. But look at the mistakes they made. Because everybody jumped on the bandwagon. Look at the security issues. Look at the fact that if you install the Zoom Mac or Windows app, that you have a potential of installing a back-end server that gets all of these concerns. And I think right now, the the danger that... Right now, I think education is is on the verge of a precipice, and it can go one way or it can go the other. I think it's just going to take a little bit of it's just going to take something else piled on that's going to make it fall over. Or okay, Mark, it's going to... Mark, just just on that point, I mean, how many schools have you ever worked with where the first kind of opposition to technology is from someone who says, "Oh, I remember we tried this before and it didn't work." It didn't and, work, and that's their memory, right? Yeah. And I think there is that issue here that that because people are trying to do things, apps, and again, I will, I'm not putting anything down that anyone's doing that everyone's working so hard they're doing so much yeah but if it doesn't work and so it's in lots of cases it won't work right because people don't have the time and and space to think about it through thoroughly it leaves a bad taste in someone's mouth who already might be slightly skeptical or scared or or or, you know they haven't had the support whatever it might be um and i think that's my worry is that there could be a lot of people that that come out of this even more adamant that technology doesn't work because they haven't seen it done in a in a good way because it's just been tried to solve a, a short-term problem. It's it's a short-term thing. Kurt, you've been quite quiet here. What what do you think? Well, in this case, um, what we're just talking about, I think it's uh, there's no one solution fits all. And, and yeah. it's all about who is your audience. And if you're working with your school and your school community, you kind of know your audience from like a high view but yep. how much time did you really take to uh, getting to know them what's going on um, and when you facilitate a session to help them do you also think about how you want them to feel when they leave your session not what you want them to know how do you want them to feel because mm-hmm. what we just said is that i I tried something and it didn't work. And that comes back to a feeling of disbelief, um, really bad self-esteem of like, yep. oh, it's technology, it's me, it's not going to work. I told you so. Um, so how can, we, how can we overcome that and turn that into a positive? And how can you get from an obstacle to an opportunity? Um, with this current climate, I think it's maybe easier to get a one-on-one um, and have that be a check-in too. Okay. Like... I, I saw something on Twitter, which I thought was lovely. And I cannot, cannot remember who said it now, but it was a, it was a really nice kind of point that right now, if you wanted to try something, 
there's no high stakes accountability on this, right? Because yeah. now is the time to try because nobody's doing anything in line with the, the policies of schools, right? Because at the moment it's all up in the air. Yeah. So if you wanted to have a go at something, now is the chance to have a go at it because who's going to judge you? You know, Ofsted and, and Estin in our country, they're, they're not coming and knocking on the door to judge whether you did it right, did it wrong. No. Because because we can't live in that culture. So no. I, I just thought when they said it's a kind of non-high-stakes testing period that now I think is a chance where people could say, well, you know, I'm going to have a try because I want to do the best for the learners. And I know that the only way I can contact them is through technology, so I'm going to have a go at it. Um, and then, and then maybe the role of, of the likes of us is to kind of just offer advice and support and and a well done. Sometimes it's just a well done for having a go. You know, it's it's putting yourself out there to have that to take that risk because if you're doing something at this point, it's probably going to be it's, helping someone. It is. It definitely is. I've been. I've been reading uh, quite a bit now, making the most out of the time. And, and something that I did working with a marketing company in September was um, a, about a book called Story Brand. And it kind of takes you to a something that we know, it's stories. And in, in any good story, you have your hero. And I think the biggest mistake we can make now is to think that we are the heroes here to save everyone else who's not using technology, um, helping them out. Um, I think they should feel like they're the hero and we are the guide. Um, we've yeah. had some expertise, so how can we listen to um, what your challenge is? Because technology and this virus and this new situation is the villain for them. So yeah. how can we be the guide and how can we give them stepping stones to, to cross this big river? How can we put little rocks in there that they can step on bit by bit to help We'd them cross the, over? We'd almost the Gandalf to their hobbit, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the Yoda, Skywalker, yeah. Death Star. Like any, yeah. any good story that you can pick up, Harry Potter, whatever. Um, it, has a wise, it has a wise kind of, look at Mer Merlin, King Arthur. Look at all of those, yes. those kind of narratives where, yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Kurt. And I think that's... That's kind of going back to the, the the sort of the overall point I was I was making in terms of as being just on that precipice where we are not going to be the ones to just jump and suddenly make it uh, balanced and that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. It's very much uh, it's very much we're going to be there to kind of hold it down, but you guys are going to have to actually do the you guys are going to do the work. We're going to hold you down. We're going to keep you grounded. We're going to keep you balanced because we know what can happen. Either way, we've seen it work and we've seen it not work. And I think that's I think that's the, the important thing to remember is we know what can and can't happen uh, in and these it, types of situations. And if they don't believe you're an expert in that, you can definitely know that they know that you're an expert in naming all the wizards. Definitely. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, everybody knows that I'm just that quintessential. Group. I just now you can join join the fellowship. Yeah, yeah. One does not simply walk up to the coronavirus. If you know the meme, if you yeah. know the meme I'm talking about, you know what. Um, yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's the Sean Bean one from Fellowship yep. of the Ring, not where he okay. Thank you. You get plenty of time, man. Get get the get the Lord of the Rings trilogy done. Is that a Garfield book? 
No, it's oh, not Garfield. Love those. <laughs> love those. Kirk, save us, save us from that. <laughs> Bring them back down to earth. Well, from from this fellowship to uh, to another fellowship, where challenges uh, definitely unite us. Um, let's hear from Matt what uh, what homework he got, and uh, who of us got an invisibility cloak and escaped homework yet again. Matt, oh, over yeah. to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> Challenges for Matt. So, I, think, uh, I think we found our Harry Potter. <laughs> I, I will admit something to you now. I forgot to do a jingle. So that was the jingle. So, do you know what? I was going to give you, I was, I was actually going to give you a, a get out of jail fee card there and say I can put one in post. But because of that, I'm going to leave that one. I, I like, that is just I like, brilliant. I like that jingle. And that's because I've developed such a creative that's, side of me. I can just... I can it's add the box. acoustic session. Don't, don't do say know, you didn't do it. Do you know, Matt, after what are we... I think we're probably... I'll need to find out exactly how many episodes. This is episode 21 of season two. Oh. But I think after that length, we first... This is the first time we've heard a genuine Matt <laughs> filling jingle. That <Yeah>. was... <laughs> So we've evil. Heard, I don't, we've heard I, an original I, I haven't taken, I haven't taken that as a compliment. <laughs> 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 now, all I will say is there are 50% of us on this podcast who should be very careful at this point because I'm just about to discuss last week's or last time's challenge and those of us that have done I, it and I, those of us that I haven't. I did a I translation, actually. Stop. So, so here we go. Um, I did the show notes. Last time's challenge was to uh, use the iMovie trailers and come up with like a day of of your, um, you know, coronavirus lockdown life. Um, so, Kurt, do you want to tell us a little bit about your fantastic homework that you completed because you're always diligent and take challenges? Uh, um, I um, I was. During this corona cleaning up, I think as everyone else started to do, um, not because it's spring, um, but because some things just needed organizing and, and <laughs> that was like the last thing to do. So I came across uh, a box set from um, a Tim Burton exhibit that was running in MoMA a few years ago. And I used these characters. Um, and then what I always remember is the the one trailer that kids like to use in uh, iMovie is the scary one. Yeah. So I mashed yeah. those uh, a little bit together. And um, then one thing that I did um, for this, I believe, is I used the soundtracks from clips and used that on, uh, on an iMovie trailer nice. instead of having the regular one. Nice. It, it was, Yours was, it was great. Creepy, I did like it. I will say it was pretty creepy. It's a little uh, creepy, dark. Uh, that's yeah. that's because of the weather over here. So uh, yeah, a little bit like, and it was about a house, and 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 then I put yeah, a little thank Swedish you. in there. And I think, thank um, you for the I'm mark. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I can say um, <clears throat> so Murken. Yeah, that's good. Mörker. Which is and other that's stories. What we call it. Yeah. that's what we call the USA. <laughs> <laughs> it means it, it means dark in Swedish. So yes, yeah. it means America in Scottish. 
it was it was a very dark one. Um, mine mine was um, one that me and, me and Max did was just really just a, a lockdown with the Pullens. It was trying to be it was the opposite of Kurt. <laughs> it was trying to be quite lighthearted, <laughs> fun, with a no, that, uplifting. That was so, really nice, um, Max. I liked it. That was it was just. You know, we just thought, you know, when we look back on this in years to come, you know, it might be nice to kind of look at it in a positive way. And so we thought we just put that together. We were just messing around one evening. So we'll put we'll put both of those on on our Twitter handle. You can have a look at them. There is two out of the four. I'm not going any further with that. So I'll leave it there. Uh, I've just shared mine in the in the group. I've chat. just had a look at that. It's Martin. brilliant. Thank you very much. It's brilliant. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to play the theme tune from mine. <laughs> so. What that brings me to is this week's challenge, and I thought we'd um, we'd have a little bit of fun with this. And and I'm going to be honest, I've stolen this idea from something my son's school has just launched, and I think it's hysterical. So the, uh, on Twitter, um, we just had a message from his school just saying uh, we're going to steal uh, the Taskmaster idea. And for those of you that have never seen Taskmaster, basically it's a group of comedians that are set stupid challenges to do um and they're all filmed doing these challenges and then they compare them and they're judged and they get points for it it's it's hysterical okay see the minute you said taskmaster i thought that's um that's the villain in the new black widow movie Tagma- taskmaster can um mimic anyone's fighting skill just by watching them. that's that's nothing that's not even relevant at this point in challenge match <laughs> Thank you. So, just I'm putting out Martin's knowledge. I don't have a segment out of the three of us, uh, or the four of us. Sorry, I don't have a segment. You, you so are the I'm glue thinking... that holds us all together, Martin. Oh, anyway, crap. so um, back, back to back to the challenge. So the challenge that he was set for this weekend that I have completely stolen because I thought it was hysterical was: what can you turn your sofa into that isn't a sofa? So you can take a photo of it, share it with us on Twitter. You have a sofa. You can turn it into anything you want, but it's not going to be a sofa, right? So that that's the challenge. Um, have a go. See what you come up with. Is this like one of those uh, Cecina Paz and Peep kind of thing? I have no idea what you just said. And, uh, you had the uh, pipe uh, painting that says this is not a pipe. If, if you want it to be that, it uh, could be that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like the, uh, it's like the this straw. is not a sofa. This is the, yeah, yes, it's not, it's a, not yeah. a sofa anymore. It's whatever your imagination turns it into. So, okay, we have a we have a sofa bed. Does that count? You, you can't turn it into a bed, no. <laughs> but it's not a sofa. Although you have you didn't do the homework this week, so I'm I'm not expecting you to do this challenge either. Mark. I I will do this one. I was just <laughs> really. Re- He's just gonna send uh, a link. No, 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 no. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's it. gonna put his name on the fact that you send the link to an idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hey, I was I this. Oh, okay. It's the one week I forgot to do it. Oh well, there we go. Um, so that's it, guys. So please do you know have a go, have a play around with the challenge, and and send us your pictures. Um, hashtag challenge Matt, and we'll give you the uh, Twitter handle later to share it with. Perfect. Thank you, Matt. I, I, you know, I put my hand on my heart. I honestly let it go. Know, hey, can you okay. use technology, or do you just have to do it with whatever is in the? You can do whatever you like. You just it's your sofa, and it can't be a sofa after you've done whatever you do to it. Okay, good. It can be and, and Kurt, or Remember, we PG, man. 
<laughs> no, he said it wasn't a sofa. <laughs> nice. Nice. Do an Andrew no, Pollock, is that what you're referring to? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Johan, do you want to do your topping stuff just now? Or do you want no, to I want to do the topping. What do you want to do? Definitely. Well, I'm, I'm really excited. Do no. it. Like, time for. Do you want to start a jingle? Johan's topping. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I didn't need it to do anything. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It just happened organically. <laughs> Are you sure you're not wearing a kilt? Uh, anyways, um, so uh, tonight I just want to be uh, a bit more serious. And uh, if you want to create the topping, I just want to give you the colors that are the best colors for the sweet toppings. So, um, I'm not now sweet or sweet. Is there a difference? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, no, sweet, uh, toppings. So, um, definitely you have to have, um, a really good match between dull and bright. So there has to be a, a bit of dull to your bright to have the differences. Um, so we're going to have jello, um, Slate, rose red, and turquoise. Those are the four best colors together for your sweet toppings. And for nice. the geeks like Martin, I will give you yellow. Hashtag FFF387 <laughs> is your. And slate is nice. hashtag E9E9E7. And rose red is hashtag FF. Two seven six eight, and turquoise is hashtag one three C three F seven. And they can find <laughs> us at, at last recap. No. <laughs> yeah, they're the uh, yeah exactly the lesser known Star Wars <laughs> No, it's definitely the colors if you want to make it pop on the web, as we say. Yeah. I'll be putting that. I'll I'll put that into the show notes because that's a that's a good image, and I'm saving Brilliant. that right Thank now because that's uh, going to be using that. Awesome, right? So those are the colours to use. Now it could be quite prudent here if we use some of Johan's colours for toppings Ooh. in Matt's sofa. That that could but be a, a that could be a way to match ice cream the two sofa. things together. That's I know, Johanna. I don't think like we would see you for a I'm year. Already gone. It's brilliant. I know, I know. <laughs> that that's it. There we go. There's a good. There's the idea. So we'll put the two of them together. Um, Kurt, why don't we start to wrap up the show? Let's start with uh, telling everybody what they can expect okay. on the next hashtag Apple EDU chats. So the next one's on Tuesday, April twenty eighth, for EMEA, talking about student digital learners supporting learning at home. And that's hosted by Louise Kerr. Then the America's Chat on Tuesday, 28th. And that's at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And I think you guys were at 8 p.m. BST, yeah? Yep, we're on BST. The America's Chat was Flexibility and Grace During Remote Learning, hosted by Sam Neill and Tanya Leon. And Asia Pacific is on May the 4th. 
at 4 p.m. ICT, and they're doing Fostering Creativity Through Remote Learning. And that's hosted by Ceci Gomez, Galvez, and Sandra Chow. Excellent. And ICT is Indochina oh. time. I just, uh, I just went, went and used Google for that because that's, that, that's one I haven't heard. But is apt for, you know, technology, ICT time. That's okay. It's that's a good time these, zone to be on. That's a good time zone to be on. Uh, Johan, why don't we uh, tell everybody what you can do? Yeah, uh, firstly, like I it. think uh, it's important if you want to contact us, you can do it on Twitter, for example. Uh, and our handles are Martin. Uh, yeah, it's uh, mcoots81. Uh, and Matt 6453. That's yeah. the one. Just put an app before it. Um, Just spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. M-W-S-T-R-K-U-R-G. You can find me at Anderson underscore E-D-U. And I just want to say thank you for downloading this podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Listeners, comments and ratings keep us high in the ranking so that new listeners can find us. Be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Johan. And thank you to everybody for taking the time to listen to us during this unprecedented time that we're all facing within education. We're going to leave you now and let you get back to whatever it is you're doing. We are all going to go off and turn our sofas into different things because Matt told us to. So if our uh, significant others get mad at us, Matt is the man to blame. But on that note, we will say goodbye, Mr. Pullen. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Kirk. Goodbye, Murker, which is Goodbye, Mr. Anderson. And it's a goodbye from me, guys. Take care. Have a great week. See you soon.